Good morning, you're through to Cock-A-Doodle-Doo, a weekly podcast based on all things Tottenham Hotspur. What a week it's been. What an absolute belter. Tottenham Hotspur beating Manchester City in the Champions League quarterfinal first leg. Let's just take a second, or a few seconds, just to let that, that sink in. It's unbelievable to look at, you know, the modern day Spurs, if we look in, you know, the last sort of 10 years, and how we've been sort of labelled a little bit Spursy, you know, a bit a bit limp around the edges, how well we've done. Spurs of old, we would have capitulated, we would have buckled, we would have lost that game to Man City. It's a 1-0 win, yes. It's a better position to be in than at 0-0, because at 1-0, we know what we've got to fight for. We know where we stand, do you know what I mean? For Spurs of old, we would have lost that game. There's no doubt about it. So, to see that result in the quarter-finals of the Champions League, we are 90 minutes away from a semi-final draw. It's just unbelievable. Now, I want to look at the game overall. Now, for all Spurs, I've had a lot of press this week about how well Spurs have done. Yes, they did do really well. And I'm not, please, I'm not taking anything away from the result. But did anyone else think we was a bit a bit soft in areas? I mean, don't get me wrong, Christian Eriksen in the last 20 minutes seemed to come alive. But for 70 minutes, he was nowhere. He was a bit sloppy, he gave the ball away a lot. Now, I don't want to be overcritical because we've had a great result. But whether there was a bit of nerves going on, whether we weren't quite at it, we had quite a long break. Now, sometimes these long breaks we have in between matches are not always a good thing. Sometimes the, 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 the regularity of the games is quite a good thing because it keeps you fresh, keeps your mind in, in the zone. Maybe that little bit of a gap between, you know, we had I think about six days in between the game might have been a bit too long. I don't know. I, I, I posed that question. I maybe put that one out there. You know, what do people think? Deli Ali was okay at times, but he, 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 Kane again, I mean, he, he, before his injury, wasn't really at it. I mean, he was putting himself around and about and um, he'd have a, quite a good opportunity on goal, which was saved. Um, but yeah, I didn't, there was, there was some key players. I even thought, before even for Sonny's goal, First off, Sonny was very, very quiet. He didn't, didn't seem quite at it. And when you rely so much on Ericsson, Ali, Son and Kane, that quartet, if, that, if someone's not doing their part within that quartet, then I think we look at a little bit of a different opportunity. Now, don't get me wrong, we progressed well. We battled the second half, you know, Manchester City had a lot of possession. We didn't have a lot of opportunities. We looked like they were starting to turn the screw a little bit. But then, suck me sideways, we, we come up, Trumps, and we got a, a, a goal that Sonny didn't, didn't let lie. He kept at it. We all thought the bell ball went out initially. He carried on and he, and he knocked and he got a shot away underneath Edison, which went in. Brilliant. 1-0 to the Spurs. Come on, boys. But my point about what I'm trying to make, and I'm sorry if it's taking me a bit of time to get there, my thing about talking about our quartet of players and being at it, 
when we go to Manchester City in the second leg, apart from Kane, who's obviously now injured and it's looking like it's going to be long term, um, I don't see him being available for that match. Uh, going by the speculative press and reports I'm seeing and reading, I don't think we're going to have Kane. I'm not overly concerned. I mean, yes, you want your best players. Of course you do. But I think we can perform without Kane. We'll, I think we've proven that over the last couple of years when he's had some times out with ankle ligament injuries. And we've, we've seemed to have done, have done very, very well without him. Even though he's our talisman and he's probably by far our best player. But if the players that are available, i.e. now we're going to be relying on Sun, Deli Alley, hopefully. I mean, he's got a broken, a fractured wrist. We're looking at Ericsson, Deli Alley, Sun, and whoever plays up top now, whether that be Mora or whether that be Lorente, we need to make sure those key players are playing as well as they can do because I think at times in the first leg, they wasn't at it like I've seen them perform over the last season or two or three. So we need to make sure those players are really at the races because we need, we're going to probably need to, I mean, listen, we might be able to cling on for a 1-0. I mean, our, def our defence was absolutely amazing. I mean, they were superb the other night. Aldevere, Alderweireld, you know, Trippier, he's had, he's had my critics this season. But he he done well, but you got to remember that that City are going to have probably probably going to bring back in Sane. Um, and they're probably going to bring in some of the players that you know that, that that were dropped for the game. So it's going to be interesting to see. Aguero will probably have another game under his belt. He'll probably be a bit fit, a bit stronger. He looked a bit off the pace the other night. I just feel that we've got to be better. Although we were superb, we just need to be a bit better, I think. And we need to go forward because we, we may need to get score goals. You know, can you see City not scoring? Well, we could do, we, we could, we could easily, not easily, we could go up there and cling on to a 1-0 and just park the buses and, you know, and defend and defend and defend from front to back. Do we want to do that? Probably not. So we are going to want to be at it offensively. That's the point I'm trying to make now. It seems to have taken me a long time to get there. But, you know, that's me all over. I like to get go around the houses. But what a result. What an absolute result. Been a great week to be a Spurs fan. Absolutely amazing. And that, let's have a little chat about the stadium now. Just trying to separate the, that for a second. I've not been to the new ground yet. Uh, we'll be going very soon. But I've got to say, that stadium is an absolute archetype, architectural phenomenon. It's absolutely amazing. From front to back, from the very depths to the very tallest part of the building, inside out, what I've seen, it looks absolutely amazing. The attention to detail, the design, the the, the the material, even down to the materials that have been used throughout, you know, whether that be, you know, from the external uh, facade 
to just all the little intricate touches and fit the fixtures and fittings and the way it's been fit out is just a, something of, of real beauty and of real it's a real clever well thought out and a well processed um operation that's been carried out there with that with that construction it is amazing um and it's going to be an absolute um, a stadium where we can make a fortress, a place of fear for visiting teams. And I, before we left White Hart Lane and our you know finale season, we was unbeaten at White Hart Lane. We made it a real fortress. We can do that again with this new stadium. I'm no doubt. I mean, that South Stand, 17,500 people, it looked amazing. And to see all of the plastic sheets held up, the cards before the match started, to do is to dare, you know, is to, that looked amazing. I mean, it just looked visually stunning to have that backdrop of that South Stand on the TV. There must be so many supporters around the country and around Europe, around the world even, that would look at that stadium and, and just think, wow, if only we could have something like that. We are very, very lucky. And I think a massive, massive hand and round of applause and a pat on the back and a congratulatory, 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 Congratulations should be given to Daniel Levy and the board for what they have achieved there. And not just over the last couple of years, we're talking probably 10, 11, 12 years. The work that's gone into purchasing land, slowly monopolising that area to for the bigger picture, for the greater good, because that stadium needed, you know, square meterage and they had to buy up accumulate and get that together in order to produce what they've produced and like i say there'll be a lot of teams around the country that would be must be very very envious of what we're doing there and what we've now done so i think we uh we should all salute mr levy and say thank you um because this man really has got our best interests at heart and we we complain at times and we get stressed out because we know lack of players being purchased. It, it can't be easy at times. It can't be easy. And we, we talk about a lot about the net spend and what we've actually spent. But when you've, you know, you've built a stadium, which probably cost you the best part of a billion pounds, you know, there is going to be an element of where we need to be clever, box clever and be wise. We may have to sell. So we might need to speculate to accumulate. You know, there that we might have a period of time where we may have to do that. But then again, if we get some big sponsorship deals coming, maybe some naming rights that might free up some collateral. There are there are windows of opportunities. But I think, you know, Daniel Levy wants to make Tottenham one of the biggest clubs in Europe. And when he says that, I believe that. But I think there also needs to be a show of that talk. And what I mean by that is that. We need to see an investment in that team next season 
to make us better than where we are now. And, be and better where we are now is making sure that we are fighting for the championship, but not 12, 13, 14, 15 points behind, because that's where we are at the moment. We need to be closer to the top than where we are now. And although we've done remarkably well, we need to push on. We can't fall back. We've had too many years of being a nearly team. We don't want to be a nearly team. We want to be a team that is looked upon as winners, as the cream of the crop, of the elite. And we're only going to achieve that if we keep progressing. But in progression, and by creating progression, we can't continue to do that in the format of what we're doing, and that is spending no money and relying on academy all the time. There needs to be a blend, and I and I believe then it, that's that's correct. There needs to be a blend of bringing through talent, academy, but then there also needs to be a dip in the purse strings to balance out because you need a bit of class as well. And we could have the academy players that prove to be well beaters, but it takes time. And that's where I feel we need to go. With that said, that wraps up this podcast. Cockadoodle-doo, coming to you every week with a few subjects, a bit of subject matter. Going forward, we'll be having some giveaways and some guests appearing on the podcast as well. But this is Paul Davis. You're listening to Cockadoodle-doo, the Tottenham podcast. One of loads are out there, I should imagine. But this is a little bit different in that I'm a one-man band. I'm a Spurs man. And I, like every other supporter that supports Tottenham or Spur, just cares about our Spurs, our Tottenham, our team, our club. Our eyes have seen the glory and we will see glory again. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. Take care. This is Paul signing out. Goodbye now.